are just a few days away from AEW's Full Gear, the hottest event coming at you probably all year, man. Probably all year. This pay-per-view, this, this event is probably the most built pay-per-view that AEW has had all year and probably the most excited I've been for a AEW event coming up and I am here I'm your boy Tim talking all things wrestling all things AEW this episode welcome to wrestling for dummies here we are once again we've got another AEW pay-per-view lined up this card is stacked from top to bottom Pretty much every match on this card is something interesting, something decent. For once, for once, since probably, honestly, last year, this time last year, I'm a little more excited for a AEW pay-per-view than I have been the previous few months. AEW has had some problems this year. I think we can all agree with that. But this time, I feel like this is a pay-per-view where they can bring themselves back on track if they do things correctly. We'll see. We'll see. We'll get to that in a second. But how are you guys? How is everyone out there? Is everyone excited for AEW Full Gear? You, uh, I am. I'm pumped for this pay-per-view. I, I'm really excited, especially the main event. Man, MJF versus John Moxley, a main event that I am really really excited for, but at the same time I'm really nervous because they could fuck this up. And how? How could they fuck this up? By having John Moxley retaining the title. If MJF does not win this championship, I, I'm not going to sit here and be one of those people that will say, I'll quit watching because I won't, but I will probably punch my TV. And I've done it before. Wrestling, professional wrestling, is the one thing on this planet that pisses me off more than anything else. I remember one year, years and years and years ago, WrestleMania, when The Undertaker lost to Brock Lesnar. I uh, <laughs> smashed every plate in my house and broke up with my girlfriend because of it. Because I was that fucking angry. Oh my god, wrestling just has this power over me, you know? I'm sure it does with you guys listening. But here we are once again. I want to, go, I want to thank you guys for checking this out. As you can tell, I'm by myself. There, There is no mushroom on this episode. And I'm not going to say that he... he, he um, he won't ever return to this show because he might. I think, I think it was WrestleMania this year where it was just it was just burnt out from wrestling, and he hasn't really picked up watching it. And I don't honestly think he cares too much, which is fine. You know, you know, you don't. Not everyone is a wrestling fan. You know, I've been a wrestling fan for over twenty years now, um, but if you're not a wrestling fan, that's fine. That's that's fine, and and quite honestly, it's 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 refreshing knowing that I don't have to sit here and explain to Mushroom what's been happening over the past few weeks. It's cool. It's just me, you guys, a microphone, and we're just going to talk all things AEW on this event. So now we're kind of in this this weird little um, new era of Wrestling for Dummies, where it's just me and a microphone, and, and maybe occasionally I'll have a guest here and there, if, if Mushroom wants to show up again, that's, that's fucking cool, but um, I've noticed something about this podcast that I've been doing, 
And we've been running this little show, Wrestling for Dummies, for a, a bit over a year now. And this was something that I just wanted to do. You know, I never did this show. I never did the show for for the, the downloads, for the for the likes or anything like that. I didn't care how many people listened to this show. This was honestly, for me, just to vent my frustration and love for professional wrestling. And over the year, I, I've noticed something really cool. We've we've kind of established this little community here, and it's not huge. Like I, had, I I'm not I'm not one of those podcasts that have millions and millions of listeners who have ad revenue and and, and are making money doing this stuff. And and quite honestly, I don't care about that. I don't. But I do really appreciate the the few people listening to this show and, and the little community that we've created and this banter back and forth with everyone and and the and the main thing. Of, about that is is doing these predictions and everyone gives me their predictions and we hunt for this invisible championship on the show and it's just really really fun so to you guys listening and you know who you are to the people out there who who give me their predictions every month every pay-per-view i just want to say thank you thank you for for making this little show something in my life you know i uh, i really appreciate it and uh it's just it's just a lot of fun doing this, you know, there is no actual championship for this show, there is nothing you can hold, it's basically all bragging rights, but it just makes it a lot more fun, you know, and I know when I'm scoring these cards, and where I'm watching the show going, shit, I'm down three points, or hell yeah, I'm up three points, or something like that, for me, it just makes it more exciting, and I, and I hope that makes it more exciting for you as well, but um, with that being said, I want to, I want to, bring forth one of the community members right now, uh, someone that's just come in uh, recently to our little community and is just doing a fucking incredible job, and and that's that's my good friend Don Anelli. Now, Don, I've known him for a while now, not personal, because he is on the other side of the world to where I live, but Don is another horror podcaster like myself who just does who just thrives in excellent podcasting. He fucking has seen pretty much every movie ever made, I'm guessing. But he's also come now into this, and he's doing something really cool that I'm really loving on the Wrestling for Dummies group page on on Facebook. And he's given us his, his opinions on every um, show. He's done it for NXT, um, Dynamite, he's done it for Raw and SmackDown, and he gives his long, detailed list of his opinions on on everything wrestling, and I just want to say thank you, Don, and I apologize I don't get a chance to really write back. My life is an absolute roller coaster at the moment, and I don't really get uh, a, a chance to really write back, but I do appreciate what you're doing, man. It's, it's really cool hearing your opinions from start to finish on a show, and uh, just keep doing what you're doing, man. It's really great to uh, have you here in this little Wrestling for Dummies community that we have created for ourselves. So, enough ass-kissing. Back to AEW. Now, what we're going to do here is I'm going to give you my predictions on the matches. And as I said last episode, there is no main championship between me and Mushroom anymore. I'm now I'm now holding one championship and I'm going to be entering myself into the main event. And that is you guys. You guys who battle every month for this 
so-called hungy title that uh, at the moment, Zach Davis, my little brother, is holding. He is the champion at the moment. But I'm going to be putting my championship into this competition from here on in. So for the first time ever, we're going to be having a uh, unification match for two titles. For two titles. And we're going to name that title the Universal World Hungi Championship. <laughs> Because that's the first thing that came to my mind. So it's going to be fun, man. I already have some people's uh, predictions in. And thank you to those those people. Some really interesting predictions, by the way. Um, as of this recording, it is a Friday night for me here in Australia. It's the 18th of November. And the pay-per-view for us here in Australia is on Sunday. So... I've got to get recording, get this shit out straight away so you guys can listen to it. So, with that being said, I'm going to give you my predictions and a little a little opinion on, on the matches and the build themselves. So let's start with the first match that I've got listed here. And before we do that, I, I, I don't know which match is going on first on the pay-per-view, obviously. So I'm just going to pick a match and start. So the first match I've got here is the cage match between Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. This is an interesting match, man, because I can see it going two different ways. I can see Jungle Boy getting the win and then going after Christian Cage, but at the same time, I can see Luchasaurus somehow, well, Christian, screwing Jungle Boy out of this match and giving Luchasaurus the win, thus continuing this dastardly, cowardly escape by Christian just to make Jungle Boy more angry. But overall, man, this build has been really cool. Um, I'm honestly a little sad that Jurassic Express broke up because that was a tag team I loved watching. I loved watching both these competitors. They were so different from each other, but at the same time, they... They worked as a cohesive group, and I think that was really cool. So, but this pay, this this rivalry, it's really got me invested. I'm really I'm really interested in it, and it got me thinking that if Christian wasn't hurt, would we now be getting Jungle Boy versus Christian, or would they still be doing Luchasaurus versus Jungle Boy? Either way, this match is this this rivalry is going to continue after this match. So, cage match, what have we got? For me here, I'm going with Luchasaurus to win. I think that Christian is going to get involved and somehow screw up the finish of this match. Do I... Uh, the question I've got here is, pin a submission or an escape? I think that Luchasaurus is going to choke slam him and pin Jungle Boy for the 1-2-3 three. That's my opinion, but this is a hard one to pick because I can see it going either way. But for me, I'm choosing Luchasaurus on this. Next match I've got here is Double J, Jeff Jarrett, and Jay Lethal. So I guess you can call that tag team Triple J, if you like. Uh, they're going up against Darby Allen and Sting! A match that no one wanted. According to every other podcast I listen to, um, I think I am the only work person in the world right now that doesn't mind Jeff Jarrett being in AEW. I'm going to show my age here and tell you that I grew up a WCW fanboy. 
That's where I first saw professional wrestling and I fell in love with WCW. This match here has taken that WCW nostalgia for me and ran with it. Jeff Jarrett and Sting in the same match. A match that we haven't seen for, what did Jeff Jarrett say? 24 years or something like that. I am in. Give me give me this match. I'm in for it. I don't think it's going to be an absolute crazy, insane match. I don't think it's going to be the best match on the card. But, one, I absolutely love seeing Sting still in the ring doing his thing. He's For a 60-plus-year-old man, he still has it. He still looks amazing. He still can go. Jeff, number two, sorry, Jeff Jarrett... I'm a fan of his. I have been ever since ever since he wore the black and silver NWO colors in the year 2000. I've been a fan of the chosen one, Jeff Jarrett. You know, give me all the slap nuts and the guitar smashes. I, I dig Jeff Jarrett, man. Um, never really watched Jeff Jarrett in TNA. I was never really a TNA guy. I never really watched it. It was hard for us to watch here in Australia, so that's probably the reason. Um, but, yes, I'm invested in this match. I'm, I'm keen for it, but who's going to win? For me, I'm picking Sting and Darby Allen to win this match. Who gets hit with a guitar? I'm choosing Sting. I can see Sting getting hit with a guitar and doing what Sting does when he gets hit with a chair, just bouncing straight back and giving him the, whole, the old Hulk arms and uh, getting back into the match. I have a question here that I thought was as a joke, but now it's got me thinking, does Ric Flair show up? And if you don't know the history, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett were the ones, the the opponents in Ric Flair's last match. Could we see a return of Ric Flair in this match for just a one-off? I'm going to throw my, I'm going to go all in with this and say yes. What's the chances we see Ric Flair show up? Maybe we get a beat down of Sting versus Darby. Next thing you hear this, woo, do 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 do. Imagine the crowd. The crowd would go fucking insane. No matter if you love Ric Flair or you don't, you have to admire his career. Alright, the next match I've got written down here is Britt Baker versus Soraya, aka Paige. Um, wow. Soraya making her return after five years. This is the first Soraya match, aka Paige match, that we've seen in five years. And am I in? Yes, for the most part. Um, Paige was never my favorite female wrestler or anything like that. I did really like her. I did. She wasn't on the level of a Lita for me. Lita was my all-time favorite women's wrestler. But Paige is probably a close second, honestly. Um, I liked her in the ring. I loved her look. She had that goth look to her that, uh, to me, is fucking sexy, but just fucking cool as well. You know, you never really see that much anymore, and I think it's awesome. Um, this is Soraya's first match back in five years. So Soraya is definitely picking up the win on this match here. I do not see it going anyway. Do I see a screwy finish for this match? I don't think so. I, um, I think that there will be interference in this match, but I don't see there being a screwy finish at all. 
I think that Soraya does get the clean pin on this, or it could be a, it could be a tap out actually because she does have that um, submission move. But from what we see with Soraya doing the the rampage, which she used to call the DDT uh, the other week, I thought it looked fucking phenomenal when she did it in the ring the other week, and I'm so excited to see her back in the ring again. Does anyone get injured? I put no. I think they're going to be as safe as they can with this. I think the reason they pour, they, they, they put Britt with Soraya is that they trust Britt being a safe worker. They want to put Soraya with someone safe for her first match back. So I think Soraya is the best option. The other option I would have had was Serena Deeb. I think she's a veteran who knows how to move. But Britt versus Soraya is a match that... And the build-up to this match has been really cool. At first... I wasn't huge into it, but their little back and forth, I'm slowly starting to come around to it. I'm slowly starting to enjoy it. Um, the women's division is something in AEW that really needs work on, but I think this is something that can bring it forward. And I'm really hoping this is a great match. I'm, I'm hoping nothing bad happens. I'm hoping we don't see anyone out in a stretcher. But for me, I see Soraya taking this one. Next match I've got here is the TNT Triple Threat. We have Wardlow versus Samoa Joe versus Powerhouse Hobbs. This is a match that I'm into. You've got three massive bulls just going at it in a Triple Threat match. I'm pumped for this match. I think it's going to be great. I This is another one, man. This is another hard one because I can see all three of these guys winning this match. I love the build-up to this match. You know, Wardlow has been criminally underused in AEW. He hasn't really had a feud since MJF. He's been kind of hidden for months now. And I think with Powerhouse Hobbs coming in and doing something with, with Wardlow, on paper, just Powerhouse and Wardlow is a great match. But then you add Samoa Joe to the mix, and boom... It's going to be magic, this match. I think it's going to be great. I'm pumped for it. I, It's a hard one, but I'm going to pick Wardlow. I'm going to pick Wardlow retaining. I, I think his reign as TNT champion has been dull and boring, and I think this is where they're going to pick it up. I think Wardlow pins Hobbs, and then we get Wardlow versus Samoa Joe for a while. And maybe, maybe Hobbs can come back into the fold eventually, but... I see this more being a Wardlow-Samoa Joe rivalry going forward. So I, I'm picking Wardlow to win this match. Next match we've got is the TBS Championship. Jade Cargill versus Nyla Rose. I um, I really like Jade. I, I really want to like Jade. I love her look. She looks phenomenal. I love her gimmick for the most part. If, if she stopped saying bitch so much, it, it, it'd be nice. The problem with Jade is she's still very green. And she's gotten better. She has, but she's still very green. I mean, you watch some of her matches and they are, at times, sloppy. And I get it. She's green. She's been given that Goldberg push, which, to me, being a Goldberg super fan, I'm fine with. But does this end the streak? I don't think so. I think this is where... Jade Cargill finally gets her TBS championship back off Nyla. Nyla's been doing a good job holding that championship vacant uh, ransom, ransom. And I think this is a 
good enough feud for a pay-per-view. Is it the best feud that they could have had? No. But for Jade Cargill, I think this is a good feud for her. But I don't see Nyla Rose winning this match. I think Jade's taking this away. Next match we've got is the Trios Championship. Death Triangle versus The Elite. And they just put The Elite straight back where they were. I'm not mad about it. What I'm mad about is when they revealed on Dynamite who's versing Death Triangle. You know, we were all, we all knew Pack, Pack, Pack uh, busted out a promo after his match with um, Top Flight and RZ, I think his name is, I can't remember. Uh, busted out a promo going, do you think we're stupid? You know, all this stuff about, um, we know what you're doing. We've seen the, the promo packages. We know who's coming. But then they go to the extra length of showing the picture of the Elite. You know, I think it would have been better if you just held it off, waited to the pay-per-view on Sunday, Sunday for us, and just, boom, there they are. The Elite coming out. We all knew it was the Elite. You didn't have to show us up there on the Titantron. But whatever, whatever. Uh, I think this is going to be a fantastic match. Death Triangle know how to move, as do the Elite. I I strongly see the Elite winning this match. I think they're just going to pick the trio's titles back up, and I think Kenny Omega is going to pin Pac. Now, Don Anelli has posted his predictions for this match, and he actually predicted that the Death Triangle... Well, the Lucha Brothers will walk out on Pack. They've been planting the seeds for it for a while, and I kind of agree with Don. I can see that happening, so that's why I've got Kenny pitting Pack. All right, next match we've got the Tag Team Championships: The Acclaim versus Swerve in Our Glory, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland, or as the Acclaimed call him, Sneaky Swerve, which <laughs> I don't like it when they call him that. It sounds fucking childish, but whatever. Um, goddamn, the acclaimed, they are probably my favorite tag team at the time, at the moment, I love them, I love Max Caster's raps, I love Bowens, I think he's fucking phenomenal in the ring, he looks great, he, he knows how to go, um, I really like Anthony Bowens in this, I think it would be a crime if the acclaimed lose this match, I, uh, I'm pretty confident with my picks on this. I'm picking the Acclaim to win. And I honestly think that Swerve is going to turn on Keith Lee. Or maybe we could... They, they could Swerve us, no pun intended, and have Keith Lee turn on Swerve Strickland. You know? I think maybe that would be the better. That would be the bigger pop if, if Keith Lee turned on Swerve. But I do see Swerve and our glory breaking up at this event. They've been hinting at it. They've been planting the seeds for many, many weeks now, and I think this is where they pull the trigger and go for it. Does Billy Gunn get ejected? I say yes. I think he's going to run in, start attacking Swerve, and then the and then the ref ejects Billy Gunn from the, from the uh, arena. But I do think that the Acclaim retain the tag team champions in this and then go on to face FTR, which I cannot believe FTR are left off this pay-per-view. Again, we haven't seen we haven't seen FTR on a pay per view for a while, man. It's weird. One of the best tag teams in the world, and they're nowhere to be seen. 
the acclaimed versus Swerve Our Glory is a rivalry that I've really been digging. I think, as much as I don't really care for Swerve Strickland, I think he's been doing a phenomenal job of being the heel in this uh, scenario. And I'm really into this rivalry. But, that being said, this has to be it. This has to be the end of their rivalry because it's dragging on a little too much. And I think it's time for Swerve and Our Glory to leave. And I think this is where they do it. So the next match I've got here is the Women's Championship, Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter. This is probably the weakest build in this entire pay-per-view. There has really been no build in this at all. Literally nothing, actually. I, I wasn't into this build at all. Quite honestly, I have no idea how Jamie Hayter got this title shot. Did I miss something? Maybe something was on Dark or Elevation or Rampage, which I barely get to watch Rampage anymore because it's on a really shitty time here in Australia. But uh, this... I mean, this is the problem with AEW is their women's division, they don't seem to really care. You've got Britt versus Soraya, which is definitely a match that people are interested in for good reason. But that match is overshadowing your women's championship match. The women's championship match should be the most important women's match out of the lot. And it seems they've taken a back seat to Britt versus Soraya. There was really no build at all with this match. I mean, they, they, they had a few confrontations here and there, but where's the story? What What's the story of this? Jamie Hayter got a shot at the title. They used to be roommates. Now they don't like each other because Jamie's a bitch. That's not a story. That's, that's nothing. I think Tony retains the championship in this match, and I don't think Britt Baker gets involved. I think this is going to be a good match. Because both these these women can go. I love Jamie Hayter. I would love to see her with the title, but I don't see this as the time. Could this match be the return of Thunder Rosa? Which would plant the seeds for Tony Storm versus Thunder Rosa in the, in the future. I don't know. That's a hard question, man, because I don't know where Thunder Rosa is. Nothing's been said about Thunder Rosa. You know, we don't know if she's injured. That's all speculation. We don't know if she's had problems backstage or anything like that. We don't know anything. So it's interesting to see where this is going to go. But yeah. Uh, next match we've got is the Ring of Honor World Title Fatal 4-Way. We've got Jericho versus Brian Danielson versus Sammy Guevara versus Claudio Castanoli in a Ring of Honor. Okay, I'm going to let it all loose, man. Can we stop with Ring of Honor? Can we stop? If you want Ring of Honor, that's great. Put Ring of Honor on its own show, you know? Tony Khan needs to stop forcing Ring of Honor down our throats. And I know some people will probably disagree with me. I know some people will probably say, no, I quite like Ring of Honor being in AEW. But can we stop? One problem in AEW is there's too many championships. And with the with Ring of Honor's championships included, it, it's a crazy amount. It's, it's stupid. Like, everyone has a fucking... It's like a participation trophy. Well, does everyone get a fucking championship? This match here... Jericho's my all-time favorite wrestler, besides Goldberg. But I'm not really interested in this match. I, I feel like this rivalry, the Blackpool Combat Club versus 
the JAS. This rivalry needs to stop. I'm done. I'm done with the BCC versus the JAS. I'm over it. Stop with Jericho and Daniel Bryan. I'm sorry, shit, Bryan Danielson. Stop with it. It's annoying now and I'm over it. I feel like this is a match that could have been on the pre-show. Quite honestly, I I, I can't believe I'm saying it, but look, it's going to be a good match. I think we can all agree on that. It's going to be a great match. But unless they do something interesting, I don't understand why this isn't on a dynamite, you know? Winter is coming, which is soon, in December sometime. But why can't this be on that, you know? Whatever. I have... (laughs) I have Brian Danielson winning this match. I don't know why. I just have an inkling that Jericho's going to lose. And I don't see him dropping it to Sammy. I don't see him dropping it to Claudio. And I think it's time they give Brian Danielson a championship here. And I think this is the time they do it. Do Jericho and Sammy fight? I think yes. I think that they'll eventually get into it. Is there interference? Of course. The JAS is going to come down. And do something. Who pins who? I think that Brian Danielson makes Chris Jericho submit. And that's the end of the match. Brian Danielson, your new Ring of Honor world champion. We'll see, though. We'll see. AEW World Championship match. Here we go. The big one. John Moxley versus MJF. Now, this is the match. This is the whole reason I'm buying this pay-per-view. This match alone. If it was just this match and that was it, I'd still be buying the pay-per-view. I am a massive MJF fan. I'm sure we all are. I I don't know anyone out there that doesn't like MJF. The man, as he says he is, is a generational talent. He is. He is 100% the man he says he is. This is history. MJF was completely right with this match. What he said, this could be history in the making. When Stone Cold, when he when he spoke about his 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 arms and his and his John three sixteen, Austin three sixteen says, "I just whipped your ass." That is history. Could this be another moment in history? MJF becoming champion. Could this be his time? It fucking better. I swear to God, it really... And that's the thing. That's the thing. Everyone expects MJF to walk out, but are they going to swerve us? Is that what they're going to do? Are they going to turn around and say, no, let's fuck with the crowd and make them want to come back for more? This has got me worried because I can see them doing that, which I like. I like that they're... They're not making it predictable, but God, this is the time. Put that championship on MJF. I love this feud. I love this feud. I think this wasn't the feud that they had planned. I think they wanted CM Punk versus MJF, but this is what we got, which honestly is fine because I'm uh, sorry, John Moxley's been doing a phenomenal job of holding that title, keeping that title warm for MJF to wear. And I, I think. Look, I I was never... I I did not like Dean Ambrose back when uh, Dean Ambrose was in WWE. I thought his character was stupid. John Moxley, on the other hand, is fucking great. You know, he he is definitely 
a much more serious version of himself, and I love that about him. But this last little encounter that MJF and Moxley had, I I feel like maybe they weren't prepared. Moxley just went out there and decided to wing it because his promo wasn't great. Uh, MJF, on the other hand, is phenomenal every single night. Um, But either way, this feud has built up to something that I'm highly interested in. I cannot wait to see it. I'm scared shitless, but at the same time, I'm really excited. Who do I have winning? MJF. I think this is the time. This is the right decision. MJF is the right decision. I think we all agree on that. Does MJF use the diamond ring? I Okay, let me, let me just think about this for a second. I going back and listening to MJF's promo, he hinted at a few things. He hinted at a few things, and if you listen closely and you think about it, he hinted at a few things. Now I'm gonna get crazy here. I'm gonna speak crazy language to you, and as something I'm gonna say something that I don't a hundred percent believe, but at the same time, if I'm right about this, this is the greatest work ever. MJF and his promo started off speaking about speaking to Moxley after the firm beat him up and, and said, and I'm going to paraphrase here because I can't remember exactly what MJF said, but he said something along the lines of, now, John, while you're sitting there, hopefully uncomfortably as possible, if you remember correctly, and you probably don't, I, I, I did it myself, I, I heard this of another podcast give a shout out to what's wrong with wrestling. They said that that was the line, the first thing that CM Punk said to John Cena when he said, when he did the, the pipe bomb. Now, John, I hope, hopefully you're hearing this while you're sitting there uncomfortably as possible. That was one thing that MJF said, a hint to CM Punk. He also said that infamous line that CM Punk also said in Ring of Honor, the greatest trick the devil ever played was making the world believe it didn't, it didn't exist. Is this MJF just having a laugh at CM Punk? Or are these little tiny seeds planted as a hint for something bigger to come at full gear. Now I'm going to get crazy here. What if. What if. CM Punk. In the middle of this match. Returns. Walks down to the ring. Punches Moxley. With MJF's diamond ring. Thus making MJF. True. To what he said about not using the diamond ring. And then Maxwell Jacob Freeman getting the pin on John Moxley and CM Punk siding with MJF. It's fucking insane. I know it is. I know it is. But what if? You know, what if that is the case? If that's the case, the whole press conference backstage was the biggest work ever. Or maybe it wasn't a work. Maybe they just resolved it and it's all good now. Because why would they strip CM Punk of the title? But what if that happens? How big's that pop going to be? It's going to be great. Fuck it. I'm going to go with that. 
CM Punk. <laughs> does MJF use a diamond ring? No, CM Punk does. Does the firm get involved? Yes. I think the firm has to get involved in this match. Does MJF turn full on babyface? No. Is there blood? Of course there's color. Yes, it's a John Moxley match. Pin submission or other, I say pin. And last shot of the night. CM Punk with MJF holding the title. Call me fucking crazy, but if this happens, you'll all be laughing. You'll all be praising me as the new... I've already forgotten it. Universal World Huggy Champion. Guys, I know it's fucking insane, but whatever. Whatever. I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go with it. So, guys, that pretty much does it. That That's my predictions on this pay-per-view. Either way, I'm pumped. I'm excited for this. I think it's going to be a great event. And I know that I've missed out on some matches on this scorecard. Uh, the, the World Title Eliminator match. Uh, hasn't been finalized who's in it yet, so I didn't want to include it. And I know for a fact that they're going to include about 15 more matches to this uh, to this pay-per-view. But this is what we got now. This is the bulk of the matches, so this is what we're scoring. So if you guys haven't yet, go over to Wrestling for Dummies on the, on the uh, Facebooks and see the group there. You'll see the scorecard that I have posted there. If you want to join in on our predictions, get your predictions to me before the actual event. As soon as the event starts, any predictions that come in are null and void. I will not be counting them because it's unfair. So if you want to join in on our little game we have here, the uh, predictions for the Wrestling for Nubbies Universal World Heavyweight Huggy Championship, then send me your predictions. You can just DM them to me. It's easy as. Uh, before I go, I just want to apologize for this uh, episode. You can probably tell that I sound nasally as all hell. I'm suffering with some severe allergies at the moment. My nose is blocked to all hell, and I apologize to that. But needed to get this episode out to you guys. So with that being said, guys, thank you once again. I will be back next week with a review on AEW Full Gear. But until then, this is me out. See you on Sunday, or Saturday to most people, but Sunday for me. Go AEW!